Welcome to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small, your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Brought to you by LakeLink, your online fishing resource at lake-link.com. Outdoors Radio is also brought to you by Remy Battery, family owned and operated since 1931, serving Milwaukee along with Escanaba and Houghton, Michigan. RemyBattery.com and by Huntworth Gear, high-tech camo wear at a price you can afford. HuntworthGear.com. I'm Dan Small. Today we talk with U.S. Marine veteran Eric Rittmeyer about developing mental toughness. Monica Spaney invites listeners with accessibility needs to try out the Action Track Chair. And Captain Dan Welch reports on Lake Michigan fishing off Sheboygan. Well, folks, it's time now for the Madison Outdoors Report, presented each week from now until gun deer season by Pappas Trading Post. They are Southern Wisconsin's leading Matthews and Mission Archery retailer. They're located on Highway 14, just a little bit west of Arena, and on the web at pappastradingpost.com. And you hear this special feature every week on WTSO, the Big 1070, and on our podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, iHeartRadio, Lakelink, or any of the other platforms. And joining us, (laughs) I can't talk today, joining us once again from the Trading Post is J.C. Chamberlain. How are you doing today? Very good. How are you? Oh, I, well, except for my talking parts, I'm doing fine. <laughs> so, gosh, it's August, and we got just over a month to archery deer season. Um, I keep asking you this every two weeks, but what should we be doing now? Uh, this is still a time to um, think ahead as much as we possibly can. You know, get the bows in for tune-ups, uh, service if it needs it. Um, and then, you know, on top of that, I would say shoot, shoot, shoot. <laughs> uh-huh. Now, oh. what kind of uh, shooting practice do you do? Do you shoot a bunch of arrows or, you know, a few uh, a day or what? It kind of depends on where I am in the process. I try to shoot um, as many as I can comfortably. Mm-hmm. So if I'm just starting to, you know, shoot again, haven't shot for a while, it might only be, you know, a dozen or maybe 20, like, real good arrows. Um, I try to focus on quality, not quantity. Uh-huh. Uh, and then, you know, as I get shooting more, get those muscles built back up, you know, I might shoot a little bit more than that, um, you know, say in the neighborhood of 40 to 60 a day. Wow. Uh, but I typically don't go over that. Yeah, um, that's a lot. I, that's a lot of shooting. It, it is. Um, I mean, if anything else, I would recommend at least shooting a handful of arrows a day. Uh-huh, okay. Um, you know, even if it is three to five arrows, something like that. Um, just that repetition that keeps you, you know, in the groove, keeps you rem- all that muscle memory. Um, yep. You know, if you shoot a hundred arrows, a, you know, one day and then you don't shoot again for two weeks, well, you didn't accomplish anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you just um, wore yourself out that one day. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I'd rather see somebody shoot, you know, very few arrows and shoot more often um, than shoot a lot of arrows and infrequently yeah okay well people say oh i don't have time to practice um and of course if you don't have a place to practice at home you've got to go to a range like at your shop or uh someplace a park that has targets uh but i i know one guy um of my generation who uh, i don't think he's i don't think he's still bow hunting but um when he was he had had his bow hanging in his garage and he would take one shot 
every morning before he went to work. And I said, why do you do that? And he said, because when a deer walks out, I'm probably going to get one shot, and I want to make that first shot, the only shot, count. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, that method I really couldn't agree with more. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's like even when we, you know, even when I go out and shoot, I try to make that first arrow as good as I possibly can. Yeah. Um, I, you know, even being that I do typically shoot a few more arrows, I don't want to fall into, you know, having to shoot a half a dozen or a dozen arrows to kind of get warmed up or yeah. kind of get in the groove type of thing. Um, you kind of want to be to the point where it's like you pretty much pick it up and, and can run with it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, well, so while we're on the subject of arrows, um, you mentioned that you might want to talk about broadheads. Uh, what advice have you got there? Yeah, um, when it comes with broadheads, I mean, one of the biggest things is making sure that you do shoot your arrows every year with it, you know, with broadheads on, um, to make sure that everything is still shooting as accurately as it was with field tips. Um, you know, as far as the type of broadhead, I think a lot of it comes down to a person's comfort level, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, draw length poundage, uh, that sort of thing. Um, you know, as far as like a fixed head goes, anybody can shoot them. Um, and they're, they work great, um, with the faster bows. It can be a little bit tricky sometimes getting them tuned in perfectly. Um, but usually that's not until you're shooting 300 plus feet per second, which doesn't count for most of us. <laughs> uh, most of us just won't shoot that fast. Uh, but, um, expandables, you know, we hear a lot of guys giving, you know, bad reviews on expandables and stuff like that. And, from our experience, it typically is not the broadhead that was at fault there. Um, you know, there's a lot of times where just something happens, whether the deer moved or, you know, you hit something on the way. And, you know, a lot of times that broadhead gets blamed for everything. And it's just typically it's not the head's fault. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. So. Now, you mentioned um, 300 feet per second. Uh, the new Matthews bow, 342, and some of the others are even higher than that. Um, what do you recommend shooting with a bow with that kind of velocity? So most of those arrow speeds are at an IBO rating. So uh-huh. it would be 70 pounds, 30 inches, and a 350 grain weight total arrow. Um, also with virtually nothing on the string. Um, as far as loop, peep, kisser, um, usually it would have a knocker, maybe a loop on there. Um, so those are speeds that the average bow hunter isn't going to get to. Uh-huh. Um, but the guys that do get up there, um, you could shoot a fixed head. I mean, typically I would recommend an expandable. Um, I personally was always super cautious about expandables, but the more that I shot them, um, the more I like them. Uh-huh. Um, I think they do a great job. They do help on those, you know, somewhat iffy shots uh, you know the biggest thing is if you miss miss back um, you can always go find that animal the next day where just about anything you get into that shoulder and you know there's a real good chance that it's going to be either a really tough trail yeah. um, or that you may not ever find that animal yeah so. yeah yeah, I've stuck in my, gosh, 40 years or more of bow hunting, I've stuck two deer in the shoulder blade and lost them both. And there's no trail, no blood trail. And uh, in both cases, it was before I knew much about trailing with dogs. Uh, but now, yep. 
Uh, I don't know if a dog would even help if you've got a shoulder blade hit and you see the arrow's only in two, three inches. That deer's, mm-hmm. you know, he's no, not going to sit a lot around. of times, yeah, you're right. It just doesn't get in there far enough. Um, there are times that it does, um, but those are usually the the rare case versus, you know, the bulk of them. Um, yeah. I mean, I know a couple of guys that we know that do the dog stuff. Usually their first questions are, you know, broadhead, uh, impacts. Now, those are two big ones as far as where it was. Um, did you find the arrow? You know, those those three are probably their top on their list. Yeah. Um, and some of the guys will, you know, either specific broadheads or, like, specific cases, they may recommend that, you know, they not spend the money to trail it. Um, just because, you know, they're like, I've done enough of these that it, it likely is going to be a, a poor outcome for you. Yeah, so. okay. Well, so um, be confident with your equipment and make a good shot. Yep, absolutely. Accuracy is the king. <laughs> yeah, for, for sure. sure. Well, we got uh, about a minute left. How about uh, fall food plots? Now's the time to start to, to get them in if you haven't already, right? Oh, absolutely. This is, you know, this week and next week are probably two of the, the prime weeks to get them in. Um, you know, from here on out, you can plant them pretty much any time. Um, don't usually want to get too much past the, that first week of September for sure. Um, but, you know, those last minute uh, radishes and stuff like that will come up real good. Um, even some of the brassicas, still plenty of time for that. Um, if we get much later, you want to get into the wheat's rise um, and that sort of thing mm-hmm. for sure. All right. Well, store hours before we let you go? Uh, we're open 10 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 9 to 5. All right. Well, JC, two more weeks. We'll talk to you again. Sounds good. Look forward to it. All right. Thank you very much. JC Chamberlain from the Trading Post, and they are located just west of Arena on Highway 14. You can find them online as well at PappasTradingPost.com. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Since our inception, Huntworth has worked relentlessly to incorporate innovative technologies and forward-thinking design into affordable camouflage apparel. Our gear, designed with the disruption camo pattern, utilizes computer-generated graphics featuring a high level of random and abstract visual noise to help you remain undetected in the environment. So whether you need the latest in hunting gear technology or clothing that just simply fits your lifestyle, Huntworth Gear is what you're looking for. HuntworthGear.com. That's HuntworthGear.com. If you're ever in a car or motorcycle accident, call Hupie and Abraham, named Best Personal Injury Law Firm by the Wisconsin Law Journal year after year. The firm of Hupie and Abraham has collected more than a billion dollars for its clients. In fact, they collect millions of dollars every month for hundreds of satisfied clients. Call the firm Voted Best and Rated Best, Hupie and Abraham, 800-800-5678, or visit com, and all 11 offices of Hupie and Abraham in Wisconsin, Iowa, and Illinois are open for business. Well, we want to welcome listeners on our newest station, WFHR, locally grown radio. You can find it on your dial at 1320 a.m. in Wisconsin Rapids. And joining me now from Wisconsin Rapids is Jeff Kelm. Well, Jeff, uh, the folks at WFHR are excited to air the show because you're on the show and you live in Rapids. Yeah. Did you have anything to do with this? I didn't. I did not have anything to do with this. Um, it's a it's a great uh, coincidence uh, that uh, that a, 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 a nice small local 
uh, radio station wants to take us on here, and it's awesome that it's in my own community. I get a lot of people, though, uh, out and about that, you know, ask, oh, where can I hear the show? Where can I hear the show? And, and, and we do air in the, in the Wausau area, uh, um, mm-hmm. and, and in Madison, but both of them don't come in great in this area. And so, uh-huh. uh, Madison doesn't really come in at all unless you get real south of town. But, um, yeah. but to have it here in Wisconsin Rapids and I can tell folks to tune into a local station instead of just telling them to watch uh, or listen online is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not a bad time. Sunday morning at eight. Yeah. You don't have to get out of bed super early, you know, get up, uh, get your chores done and turn it on. Okay. Well, folks, if you're listening for the first time on w- WFHR and wondering what the heck is this? Well, stay with us. You'll know in an hour or in 10 or 15 minutes whether this is a show you want to listen to. We hope you do. And we will be here every week at this time. Well, did you get your garage roof repaired? We had some more (laughs) weather come through. I know. And I sat there uh, sweating it out. And, and yes, Mm. I did get it finished. Um, But it wasn't until after I had two pop-up showers that came through after the, the major storm system that created all those tornadoes throughout the state. Um, that yeah. came through. It, we got so lucky watching that radar. The radar, the, 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 the storm essentially split through mm-hmm. Wisconsin Rapids. And so we really didn't get hit by, with much. And then, um, the next day I was able to get a lot of stuff done. We were able to work really hard on getting things set. And I had just the ridge cap left to put on. So I had these mm-hmm. exposed panels right to the peak. Uh, oh, yeah. and they're metal panels. And so there's little basically pockets, right? That the water can just run down if it's not, if yeah. you don't have the ridge cap sealed. And two pop-up showers go back to back within just a couple hours from each other, not long enough for the metal roof to dry for me to get hmm. up there. So I, yeah. I, I ended up having to let that all dry out, air out for a little while, a couple days. And then I was able to get the ridge cap on and it's finally done. Um, and I can move on to the next summer project. Wonderful. Well, it's good to have that behind you, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's uh, it looks good and uh, totally functional, and I should never have to do it again on that garage. Yeah, a metal roof. Yep. And, uh, yeah, that's what we did on all our buildings. And, boy, I if I never have to go on a roof again, <laughs> I will be very happy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, gutters are still there, and they need cleaning, but yeah. the, the, roof, the roofs are... are Protected by metal. Well, we are selling our two buck goats this week. We've had uh, Joey for, gosh, six or seven years, and Macquarie is, uh, I think he's three or four. But we figured out there's no need to keep them around because all of our doe goats are related to one or the other of them. So we'll take our does elsewhere for breeding, and we've done that anyway much of the time for years. And they're going out the door this week, and we'll probably, we're thinking about ducks. Uh, no decision yet, but it's a possibility. Ducks? Well, you haven't done ducks before, huh? No. Okay. No. Okay. But this pen, you know, the goat, or the buck goats have a yard that's uh, completely fenced sure. in, and we could put a pool in there and keep the ducks away from everything else, and I wouldn't have to walk in the duck pool, uh-huh. and that would be good. Well, there you go. Yeah. Any particular reason why ducks are of interest? I uh, I like to eat them. Eat, yeah, okay, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, that's that's the main reason. And we've had duck eggs occasionally. I, I like the duck eggs as mm-hmm. well. So mm-hmm. we haven't 
got beyond the thought that we might do ducks yet. So we haven't looked at uh, breeds or a source or anything. Sure. And that would be probably next spring. Uh, I don't know, maybe maybe yet this fall, but cool. uh, probably next spring. We do have some doe kids and one gorgeous buck kid. We've named him Cooley Meadow Thunderbird. And um, he, he, he's a beaut, and he is for sale. And uh, Oh, and we've got sheep, of course, yearling Shetlands and Icelandics, which are perfect for butchering now. Anyone interested, uh, send me an email through, uh, what is it, dsoradio at gmail.com. <laughs> yes, that's your, or, that's your email. Been a while since we've uh, given things away. Suppose, I'm not yeah. giving a go-to-way, right, by the right. way, folks. So, Or you can PM me on Facebook if you're interested. It could be quite the raffle talk. prize. Uh, yeah, you know, it would. Five dollars a ticket. You know, you gotta know, you gotta know what you're doing when you <laughs> win one. It's like winning a dog or buying a dog at a uh, at a banquet. Right, right. Not a good idea. Right. <laughs> well, have you seen this? A recent study by the USDA Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service, otherwise known as APHIS, 481 white-tailed deer in Michigan, Illinois, Pennsylvania, and New York. They studied them and they found that. A third of them had COVID-19 antibody by, bodies, and in Michigan, 60% had COVID antibodies. Uh, well, that that study was out last week. Um, deer had no significant symptoms, and there's no evidence that deer can infect people. But uh, those who conducted the study warned that hunters should take precautions when processing deer. Similarly to what you would do if you're processing deer that you think might be infected with CWD. It's, that's great. It's interesting. So, like, uh, uh, there have been medications out there for COVID. I mean, COVID is a very general term for, yep. for many diseases that are out there, coronaviruses that are out there. COVID yeah. is, yeah. is just one of them. And so, uh, there is coronaviruses and things like that, but to be specific that COVID-19 is very interesting. Yeah, I, th- I think that's what they said. And uh, there was a, 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 re- a news report in a journal that I'm not familiar with. Um, you know, I can't remember the name, National something. And it read a little bit like an onion story. Mm-hmm. You know, they were saying hunters should wear masks to avoid infecting deer in the woods. I'm going, wait a minute, this isn't serious. <laughs> anyway, check it out, folks. Just do a search for uh, COVID-19 in white-tailed deer, and I'm sure you'll find Mm. more than you want to deal with. Well, coming up, Monica Spaney, founder and president of Accessibility Wisconsin, talks about her goal of putting an action track chair for public use, free public use, in every county in the state. U.S. Marine Corps veteran Eric Rittmeyer offers some tips for increasing our mental toughness, a useful uh, trait anytime, actually. And Captain Dumper Dan Welch gives his every other week report on Lake Michigan fishing action off Sheboygan. All that and more straight ahead on Outdoors Radio. Since our inception, Huntworth has worked relentlessly to incorporate innovative technologies and forward-thinking design into affordable camouflage apparel. Our gear, designed with the Disruption Camel Pattern, utilizes computer-generated graphics featuring a high level of random and abstract visual noise to help you remain undetected in the environment. So whether you need the latest in hunting gear technology or clothing that just simply fits your lifestyle, Huntworth Gear is what you're looking for. HuntworthGear.com. That's HuntworthGear.com. Here's a message from our friends at Remy Battery in Milwaukee, Escanaba, and Houghton. 
As Remy Battery enters the 90th anniversary of our company, we want to thank all of our customers and friends we have made over the years. Thank you for your continued support to our local, family-owned company. We invite you to our newly remodeled Milwaukee retail store on the corner of 43rd Street and Lincoln Avenue. We have batteries from the largest military crafts to the smallest hearing aids. Big and small, we have them all. Stop in for a free battery and electrical check before you hit the road, trails, or the waters. Don't forget to ask your sales representatives about volume pricing. Call Remy at 414-384-0340 or visit online at remybattery.com for all your battery and battery accessory needs. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Thanks for joining us on Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. It's time now for an update on Lake Michigan fishing in the Sheboygan area, sponsored by Dumper Dan's Sport Fishing Charters, Condos, and Riverfront Store, located on South Pier Drive in Sheboygan and on the web at DumperDan.com. He's also on Facebook at Dumper Dan's Sport Fishing Charters. And this week, also sponsored by Parker John's Barbecue and Pizza in Sheboygan, And they, too, are on Facebook at Parker Johns Sheboygan and on the web at parkerjohns.com slash Sheboygan. And if that confuses you, you can just do a search for any of those. You'll find them. Joining us once again from Sheboygan is Captain Dan Welch. Well, Dumper, how are you doing today? I'm doing really good, Dan. Really good. Uh, Glad to be on board with you again today to get you the fishing report for the Sheboygan area. All right. Well, how is the fishing? Fishing has been good. Um, we're catching a variety of fish right now, Dan, um, in a couple different places, but um, it's been good. The water's warm, um, like it normally is this time of year. On the surface, we got water temps of about 65 to 68 degrees on the surface, but down where we're catching the fish, it uh, cools down to like that 50 to 54 degree range, so that's kind of where the fish are the middle of the water column down anywhere from 50, 60 feet down to about 120 feet. So concentrating on that, which means, you know, when you fish deeper, you can't quite get as much tackle down deeper as you would when the water is cold up high. So running a little bit less equipment, but catching some really, really nice fish off the border Sheboygan. Okay, and what species? Uh, the kings are doing pretty well. We're getting some nice-sized king salmon, uh, all different sizes, which is a good sign, Dan. We, we're getting two-year-olds, three-year-olds, and four-year-old salmon, which means fish anywhere from the five to ten-pound range, and then you got that fifteen to eighteen-pound range, and then we did have some go to the taxidermist here that came in this uh, this past week that were twenty-five, twenty-eight pounds. So all different sizes. Um, in fact, speaking of taxidermists, we have an in-house taxidermist here that comes every two weeks to pick up fish, and we picked up 14 last week, so 14 in a week from uh, to go on the wall is a pretty big number of some really nice fish, so definitely worth going, getting out there, and, and fishing. Now, the steelhead are biting too a little bit. The rainbow trout steelhead, um, they're fun to catch. There's a few cohos around, not many, but a few. Um, and then lake trout are always around, and some nice-sized lake trout, too. So we got about four species you can really target there, including the kings. So worth going out there, put a spread of tackle out, you know, and try and get down a little bit deeper and, and uh, see what you catch. But it's been been good, good numbers and good size fish, Dan. All right. Are you still finding bait fish abundant? 
We are. Yeah, we are. That's a good question. And, uh, you know, on the, on the fish finders of the grass, early morning, late evening, you see the bait come up off the bottom. It's really cool to see. Um, it'll, like, let's just say you're in 100 feet of water. You'll see the bottom 25 feet are just thick with walls of bait fish on the bottom. And then you'll see hook marks on your graph that are just above and in that bait fish area. So it's, it's really neat to see. And on a cloudy day, sometimes some bait will come up, you know, to 50 feet off the bottom and, you troll your, your equipment right through there and, and target that bait fish schools. You'll see them, and you'll see the fish right in the schools, and them kings and them lakers will come up and snap at your baits, you know, pretty consistently. So um, spoons have been working good. A lot of glow-in-the-dark stuff, and uh, glow-in-the-dark moonshine spoons have been good. Uh, glow-in-the-dark pearl kings have been good. Um, duck spoons have been good in the glow-in-the-dark style. Um, and then flasher flies are always good. Um Good colors in that, again, have been kind of white. So a lot of white stuff, a lot of glow in the dark down deep uh, with green flies on the white flashers, green flies. So controlling speed at the ball or at your tackle, if you have a fish hawk probe down that deep, is about 2.1 to 2.2 right now is a good speed uh, where the tackle's at. Um, that can trick you a couple times, uh, you know, when you're out there too or sometimes because you can have a surface speed of like 2.8, but down at the ball, you got 2.1. So that tells you right there, you got a current and an undertow. So you got to kind of concentrate on speed and change it up if you're not getting bit. Try different speeds, different directions, different angles, uh, to get more, more action. That's for sure. But you'll see them. They're out there. There's fish to be had and it's a good time of year to, to fish Lake Michigan salmon and trout. Yeah. And there's a lot more to it than just <clears throat> throwing out some baits and, <clears throat> and uh, cutting your yeah. motor speed down and dragging them along. Exactly. I mean, angles are, are key and speed and direction and, you know, and, and a lot of times you go out there and you see my boats do a pattern where they're, you know, they got a certain angle at 270 degree or a 310 degree angle, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of working that, that break line and that current, you know, and that makes a difference. So sometimes changing 10 or 20 degrees on your own boat can make a big difference, but gotta be careful. It gets pretty busy out there on the weekends and you definitely gotta give way to, you know, other boats and, and anglers because the weekends this time of year are, I mean, there's hundreds of boats out on the weekends and, uh, during the week it's not so bad. We're out every day. We've been filled here the last couple of weeks and, uh, it's a little more pleasant during the week, a little less boat traffic, but yeah. uh, get out there, get it done. Um, a lot of fun, good time of year and, and the spawning season's uh, ahead of us. So it's, it's going to get really exciting here out of the port of Sheboygan. All right. <clears throat> Second sponsor this week is Parker Johns. What can you tell us about that place? Parker Johns, I'm looking at it right now, right out of my store yeah. doors. I'm on South Pier Drive, and I can see people sitting out on the patio deck. And that's what's unique, Dan, about Parker Johns is they, they add it on, and it's really nice. they got a nice patio deck. they got tables out there with umbrellas so you can stay out of the wind a little bit and the sun a little bit. Um, there's a lot of times for my store, which is, you know, a couple blocks away, I can hear their entertainment, too. They do bring entertainment to the deck area at Parker Johns, usually on the weekends. Um so very nice place, very good food, good pizza, good ribs, uh, good wings. I like the wings the best, uh, chicken wings, but good bar, um, just a great place. Uh, one of the newer buildings on the boardwalk, and uh, Parker John's right across the river from us, and very scenic, very good. All right, and most of these places who are your second sponsors, they're within walking distance, and, of course, you just cross the bridge and take a right, and you're there. That's what everybody likes about Sheboygan and the riverfront. The boardwalk uh, is just gorgeous, you know, and it's nice and clean. And, you know, there's some watching people bike by right now, walk your dog, you know, go for a walk with the wife and kids, uh, ice cream stores, mini golf, 
Little Harbor, what have you, the beach, restaurants, uh, pubs and grills, bars. I mean, it's, it's really nice. Park the car, you know, our condos. I have a bunch of condos that I have around here that I lodge people uh, at, you know, with our fishing and lodging packages. And what they like about it is they park the car for two or three days and they don't have to use it till they go home. It's, everything's a lot easy. Walking distance, very scenic, very nice. And that's what really, Really is nice of the Portage of Boygan compared to a lot of different areas. It's just very, very unique and very easy to get around. <clears throat> very accessible, absolutely. Well, before we let you go, yeah. you got openings uh, yet this month and next? I do it a later part of August. Um, I will get on it as quick as you can. If you can give me a call, I mean, and September's going to fill up, too. It's been one of those years where tickets are just going fast and lightning fast. So right. give me a call at 920 377 1147dumperdan.com on the internet. The phone's the quickest way. The email's the last thing I check throughout the day because the phone's ringing so much. So call me, 920-377-1147. Check out our Facebook page. Always got the activity going on our Dumper Dan Facebook page. And try and get out here. September's going to be great. Late August. Uh, hopefully it'll be a nice fall season and there'll be some big salmon coming in the spawn. All right. Well, Dan, thanks so much. I uh, hope the fishing continues to be really excellent there, and we'll talk to you again in two weeks. You got it. I'll be here. Thanks, Dan. All right. Dumper Dan Welch with the Sheboygan Area Lake Michigan Fishing Report. His business is located right there on South Pier Drive, and you can find him on the web at DumperDan.com and on Facebook at Dumper Dan's Sport Fishing Charters. And Parker Johns is across the river on Riverfront Drive, their uh, Facebook page is Parker Johns and uh, Sheboygan and ParkerJohns.com slash Sheboygan will get you there as well. I'm Dan Small, more Outdoors Radio right after this. Listen to more Outdoors Radio online at DanSmallOutdoors.com. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Thanks for joining us on Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small, and joining me now is Monica Spaney. She's the founder and president of Accessibility Wisconsin. And full disclosure, Accessibility Wisconsin is a sponsor of my TV special, Deer Hunt Wisconsin. Well, Monica, thanks for joining us, and welcome back. Well, thanks for having me, Dan. It's been a while since we've talked to you, so for folks who don't already know, tell us what Accessibility Wisconsin is all about. Accessibility Wisconsin is about getting people outdoors to have temporary or permanent mobility issues. We have outdoor all-terrain wheelchairs that people can use for free, with a small deposit and take them anywhere they want to so that they can enjoy the outdoors with their friends and family. Yeah, wonderful. And how do they get them from point A to point B? Uh, because uh, they're, 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 uh, uh, they're free-moving, or I'm not sure what word I'm looking for there, but you can, you can drive them once you get to the location. But how do you get them there? I guess that's my question. <laughs> We have enclosed trailers that people can reserve both the chair and the trailer and take it where they need to take it um, and then return it. We also have host locations 
in which if you wanted to go, for example, to River Edge Nature Center and visit with your family and friends, and you don't have a vehicle to tow a trailer, you could actually visit River Edge Nature Center or Beaver Creek Reserve in Eau Claire and enjoy nature with your family and friends there without having to tow the chair where you want to. Oh, that's good to know that uh, you've got several in nature centers. Now, you have a goal that we've talked about um, a number of times, uh, to get a chair in every county. How's that coming? Believe it or not, boy, we are working hard at it. Uh, we started out with one chair in 2014. Now we have we will be having 22 outdoor wheelchairs and trailers in different sections of the state. And we are presently serving 12 counties and continuing to look for most more host locations. Aha, uh-huh. okay. And I understand you're now partnering with the Wisconsin Wildlife Federation uh, in a program called Conservation Meets Inclusion. Tell us about that. Yes, there are many organizations that are a part of the Wisconsin Wildlife Federation, and we are so excited. And these organizations have outdoor events or have permanent locations in which they might be able to store a trailer and chair. And the reason why we say conservation meets inclusion is instead of people sitting at home and there were previously mentors with conservation plans, if they can't walk very well, have a heart condition, there can be a trailer and chair there for them to continue to mentor those activities. So we're very excited about this relationship. Plus, if there are youth or um, people who have mobility issues or wheelchair users, they can become part of the program. So there's no excuse for families not being able, not being able in their entirety to be able to go out on these field trips or do conservation uh, okay. One example. Oops, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say one example is um, in my case, uh, I was able to release quail and pheasants um, in southern Wisconsin with my husband and a family. Um, we also have another example of a firefighter who has family here in Wisconsin. Um, he was injured, and it was incredible that he was actually able to be on the fire lane and in a controlled burn situation. And if you don't mind, I'd like to um, quote him. Sure, sure. What do you have to say? Josh, he was a park ranger, and he was disabled in the line of duty. And this is his quote. He says, Monica, this was really special for me to be able to reserve a chair and use it. As part of my job, I was, a certifi- I was certified as a wildland firefighter, having fought multiple fires in both western and eastern United States. For the first time, I was able to monitor a fire alarm, a fire lane, since I was injured. You have no idea how much happiness and confidence that brought me. Having the capability again to do something like this, something I never thought I would be able to do again. 
words just can't express the freedom and ability this gave me while still maintaining some level of comfort that helped me stay on the line longer. You guys do awesome work. That's Josh. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's a great testimonial. And uh, it's pretty clear that uh, you would need some kind of mobility to go out and be part of a controlled burn, for goodness sake. Um, so who who can reserve an action track chair? Uh, you don't have to be an injured firefighter, do you? <laughs> no, actually, anybody with a permanent or temporary mo- temporary mobility issue can um, give us a call or go online to our website and reserve a chair. And actually, organizations can reserve a chair or multiple chairs we have event trailers so that they can make their outdoor activities accessible. Our website is www.accessabilitywi.org or call 608-886-9388. Great. We'll give that. I'll mention that again at the end of the interview here. So these track chairs are not cheap. How are you funded? Um, we are funded with um, donations, and uh, we write multiple grants and are able to get grants to support the organization and the growth of the organization and our goals. Uh-huh. Okay. So uh, I would imagine there's information on your website about donations if people want to do that as well. Yes. Go out and click on the Donate button. And we have uh, many ways you can donate. You can do a general donation or you can donate to our endowment fund. That's uh, a way to uh, send a legacy gift should you desire. Very good. Now, you mentioned releasing quail and pheasants, but you use this chair in other activities as well, don't you? Oh, yes. Um You'll get to see uh, a bit of it on Deer Hunt, Wisconsin. Um, I do food plots out of this chair. Uh, I spray uh, wild parsnips out of this chair. And um, I've also done uh, feeding for wildlife habitat, mm-hmm. among mentoring and doing hunter education mm-hmm. and hunting myself. Yeah, you, in fact, um, you've hunted uh, pheasants and turkeys and deer and uh, an African game as well, haven't you? That is correct. It's hard to believe I actually have the title hunter and conservationist and uh, um, am able to help inclusion meeting uh, conservation. Cool. Well, now, where can people see the chair in action or uh, just get up? Uh, get a up close and personal look at it. Well, we have a variety of events that we're at, and if you go to our website and click on the events page. But most importantly, right now we're at the Wisconsin State Fair at the DNR booth. All right, and that runs through the fifteenth, so people have uh, a week yet to go uh, check that out. Well, Monica, thank you so much for telling us uh, about Accessibility Wisconsin and about the Action Track Chair, and I hope a lot of folks will check it out at State Fair and on your website. Thank you, Dan, and I look forward to seeing you at uh, Deer Hunt Wisconsin 2021, and maybe we'll bag uh, 
a deer, but uh, we'll also have uh, youth mentored hunts, hopefully. Yeah, we got great plans for that. So, um, folks, if you want to to learn more, go to the website accessabilitywi.org. Well, Monica, thanks so much, and we'll be in touch real soon. Thank you, Dan. You bet. Monica Spaney is the founder and president of Accessibility Wisconsin. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. For the nonprofit Rough Grouse Society, the well-being of the rough grouse and American woodcock is a special priority. But the Society's conservation work benefits more than just these two game birds. The organization's programs help a long list of other young forest wildlife, including songbirds that must have thick, brushy habitat to survive. For more information about forest wildlife habitat management, contact the Rough Grouse Society toll-free at 888-JOIN-RGS. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. Pappas Trading Post is Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena on Highway 14, they have a full-service pro shop, a 40-yard indoor range, a large selection of archery accessories, and a full assortment of Matthews apparel. Their expert staff can tune your bow for top performance. Gear up for bow season at Pappas Trading Post. Look for the two giant arrows and stop at Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena or visit PappasTradingPost.com. Since our inception, Huntworth has worked relentlessly to incorporate innovative technologies and forward-thinking design into affordable camouflage apparel. Our gear, designed with the Disruption Camo Pattern, utilizes computer-generated graphics featuring a high level of random and abstract visual noise to help you remain undetected in the environment. So whether you need the latest in hunting gear technology or clothing that just simply fits your lifestyle, Huntworth Gear is what you're looking for. HuntworthGear.com. That's HuntworthGear.com. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. The Summer Olympics are wrapping up next weekend in Tokyo, and while a lot of attention is focused on the medal count, it's individual athletes who earn the medals, and it's no secret that performing at the highest level, which the Olympics really is, can be very stressful. And joining us to talk about handling stress and what we can learn from Olympic athletes is Eric Rittmeyer. He's a mental toughness expert, a Marine Corps veteran, and the author of The Emotional Marine, 68 Mental Toughness and Emotional Intelligence Secrets to Make Anyone Instantly Like You. And that's a mouthful. His website is mentaltoughnessspeaker.com. Well, Eric, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me, buddy. That was a, that's quite the intro. I'll tell you what, it is a mouthful. I know I did that deliberately so everybody would have a hard time. With it. Yeah, well, I, I think, uh, I don't know if it's book authors. I'm blaming publishers now because I've yet to see a recent book that doesn't, that has a simple title. It's always 
three-word title, and then a colon, and then a PhD dissertation uh, abstract, you know? And we do not have time, obviously, in a brief interview to uh, go through 68 mental toughness and emotional intelligence secrets, but um, I want to touch on a few things. Uh, On your website, you write that likability really has everything to do with increasing your mental toughness and emotional intelligence, and that both in career uh, opportunities and a personal uh, life, um, it's likability that uh, that makes people succeed. People will do just about anything for someone they like, you say. Uh, why does likability hold so much power in our careers and relationships? You know what this all boils down to, Dan? Like for the longest time, training, hiring, filing, you know, coaching, speaking to salespeople, I constantly looked for the one common fabric, the one common thread that they all had that was similar. Like, why are these people so successful with everything they do? And what I ended up finding out after, again, just, you know, decades of these of these types of, uh, of studies, what I found was it all boiled down to their likability, their ability to connect with people. And, and what I found was that these were simple traits, and that's the wonderful thing about emotional intelligence especially, Anybody can be more emotionally intelligent. Anybody can increase that as opposed to your IQ, which are your book smarts. You're either born smart or not smart. Like I'm a self-proclaimed not smart. I'm a self-proclaimed not smart person, right? I'm a Marine Corps veteran. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. Can't do much with that. Yeah. Yeah. Can't okay. do much with that. Okay. Well, um, all right. Well, we'll, we'll dig a little deeper into this too. I mentioned the Olympics in my introduction and in the email that you sent out offering uh, to come on the show. You wrote that mental toughness is the Olympic athlete's secret weapon. What do you mean by that? Yeah, here, here's the thing, Dan. You look at it, like, I'm obsessed with professional athletes. So it doesn't really matter the sport, but I'm obsessed with professional athletes, right? Because what they do is you take, like, a field goal kicker, for instance. Mm. Take an NFL field goal kicker. Mm-hmm. They can go out there on the 25-yard line and practice and kick 25-yard field goals all day long. They kick 100 of them, they'll make 100. Wind blowing to the left, to the right, good snap, bad snap, laces in, laced out, they'll make that field goal kick every single time. You put that same field goal kicker with one second left on the clock in the Super Bowl down by two points, why does he shank the field goal? Well, he shanks the field goal because of what was going on in between his ears. He lost mental control. He mm-hmm. wasn't able to control his his feelings, his thoughts, mm-hmm. so he shanks the ball. That's what it's all about. So when it comes down to emotional control, when it comes down to performance under pressure, which is what mental toughness is all about. So it's really just, again, watching these people and understanding that they perform under pressure, they're very good at emotional control, because you can't turn off emotion. That's the thing. You can learn to control it. You can't turn it off. So that's a long way to say that the most successful people I've trained are very, very good at making connections by understanding their own emotions and how to use them to get the things they want out of life. Uh huh. Okay. Well, uh, back to the Olympics now. Simone Biles was the odds-on favorite to win several gold medals in women's gym- gymnastics. And according to most folks who know enough to say these things, she's currently the best gymnast in the world. But... We all saw her drop out of the team event, allowing the Russians to take gold while Team USA finished with the silver. And people thought she was injured, but in a press conference, she said, essentially, her head just wasn't in it that day. What's your take yeah. on what happened there? Yeah, it's, 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 it's so crazy to me, Dan. Here's the thing. I watched one of her interviews the other day prior to the Olympics, 
And it, it, she said some of the words that just in my mind, I felt like she was going to crumble. I didn't think she was going to back out, mm-hmm. but I just did not see her performing at a gold medal level. She said, I feel like the pressure of the world is on my shoulders. Like Ooh. every, all heat is on me. Like all the pressure. She said this in her interview. Yeah. Well, mental toughness 101 is again, performance under pressure, remaining in control of emotions, staying calm under pressure. Her saying that, her acknowledging that, her putting it out there told me that she was going to have a problem mentally. And I got to tell you, one of the biggest issues was the fact she had been there before. Yeah. So this is not like she was a novice. That was very shocking to me, but that is absolutely what happened. She let the emotions get the best of her. She crumbled under pressure. Yeah, okay. Well, we're recording this shortly after she dropped out, uh, just so folks know. By the time this airs, she may have returned to competition in other events. We just don't know it at this point. Um, but uh, but that's interesting that she crumbled under pressure and admitted, uh, just offered it up there, that it, her head just wasn't where it needed to be. And I respect that, and that's a wonderful thing. But here, here's my issue with this, Dan. She knew going into this where she was mentally. Okay, so we talk about physical preparedness. Absolutely. You diet, you exercise, you do all that kind of stuff. But equally, if not more important to the physical fairness, is the mental piece of it. She knew that. She's been there. She's done that. To get to this point, to back out, I think the biggest issue I have with it is the fact that she gave up that spot to somebody else whose lifelong dream it was to be in her position. She gave that up. She forfeited that. I have a problem with that. You know, we lost the gold medal. You know, Russia beat us for the gold medal. Is it 100% because of her? I mean, no. I mean, nobody's 100%, but... Obviously, she's a major contributing factor. The biggest issue I have is that she knew she wasn't mentally prepared. She went into it. She took the spot from somebody else. Uh huh. So she should have backed out when she knew she wasn't up to it. 100%. She was not mentally there 100%, and she knew that. She did not walk. She did not hop on that plane and all of a sudden have a revelation that she was not mentally prepared. She knew that. I saw it in her interview. I knew it as soon as she mentioned that about feeling the weight, the pressure of the world on her shoulders. I knew it. That is not something a mentally tough person internalizes. They know it's there. They learn how to control that and funnel it in a way that benefits them. She let it wreck her eternally. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's switch gears a bit and focus on the average person, the average outdoors person, whether it's a hiker, a biker, a runner, a paddler, a hunter, or an angler. Uh, And that's probably covering most of our listeners. How can mental toughness help us in our outdoor recreational activities, whether we're competitive in these sports or just weekend warriors looking to have a good time. Yeah, absolutely. And it all goes back to the remaining in control of our emotions. Here, Here's the thing, Dan. This, this is the wonderful thing about my topic of mental toughness and emotional intelligence. EQ and IQ, I personally believe, are inversely related. So if you have higher IQ, your EQ is normally lacking. That's what I find. I hate to say that, but I feel like the smartest people, IQ-wise, have the lowest EQ, the ability to communicate, self-awareness, and self-regulation. Along the same lines, we have emotion and logic that are inversely related. So every single thing we do, we're hardwired to feel first and think later. We're emotional creatures. If we can remain in control of those emotions at all times, understand them, recognize them, acknowledge them, it puts us in positions where we're better able to remain calm so we don't choke when we're, you know, as it relates to hunting or whatever it is. You don't choke when you pull the trigger, right? That's what this is all about. It's being there. It's done that before. So it relates to all parts of life regardless of sport, personal life, business life. Everything revolves around our emotions and either the ability or inability to funnel them in a positive way. Uh-huh. Okay. 
Well, you know, we I would love to keep this going, but we're running short on time here. Would you come back next week and explore some of this a little further? I would absolutely love to. That would be a pleasure. All right. Well, folks, we are talking with Eric Rittmeyer. He is a Marine Corps veteran and the author of a book, uh, the main title of which is The Emotional Marine. His website is mentaltoughnessspeaker.com. And he'll come back next week to talk a little more about how we can learn from the mental toughness traits of Olympic athletes to make our outdoor recreational activities more enjoyable and to make us more successful at them. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Pappas Trading Post is Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena on Highway 14, they have a full-service pro shop, a 40-yard indoor range, a large selection of archery accessories, and a full assortment of Matthews apparel. Their expert staff can tune your bow for top performance. Gear up for bow season at Pappas Trading Post. Look for the two giant arrows and stop at Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena or visit PappasTradingPost.com. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. For the nonprofit Ruffed Grouse Society, the well-being of the Ruffed Grouse and American Woodcock is a special priority. But the Society's conservation work benefits more than just these two game birds. The organization's programs help a long list of other young forest wildlife, including songbirds that must have thick, brushy habitat to survive. For more information about forest wildlife habitat management, contact the Ruffed Grouse Society toll-free at 888-JOIN. RGS. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Outdoors Radio is brought to you by Cedar Lake Sales on Highway 33 West in West Bend on the web at cedarlakesales.com. And you can check out Cedar Lake Sales on their website or Facebook page for uh, updates and details. Uh, they got your boats in stock. If you want one, you can find one. They'll help you. Uh, you can find uh, them online too, and uh, they'll be able to help you out. I, I know they're, they're they want to get rid of everything they got as we get ready to the fall season. I can't believe we're talking about that already. Uh, we're also brought to you by Remy Battery, family owned and operated since 1931, serving Milwaukee, Escanaba, and Houghton. RemyBattery dot com, and by Huntworth Gear, high tech camo wear at a price you can afford at HuntworthGear dot com. And I know that Cedar Lake Sales also has a used boat lift, unless they've already sold it, because uh, our friend Lauren Voss um, had one and, and sold it to them, and I know it's for sale. So if you're looking for a boat lift at a good price, check that out, too. Well, if you missed an up episode of Outdoor Wisconsin, our TV show, you can watch any show from the past several years at milwaukeepbs.org. And Deer Hunt Wisconsin 2020 is uh, available online on the Deer Hunt Wisconsin YouTube channel. Our radio show that you hear right now can be found online all the time at lake-link.com. Go to their outdoor radio page and you can 
download this episode, past episodes up to about a year, and take us with you wherever you go uh, all week long. You can follow Dan at Dan Small Outdoors on social media. Follow me at Hardwater Jeff. And I mentioned uh, the one news story at the beginning of the show, and here's another one. Did you see the DNR release about New Zealand mud snails? They're uh, little bitty snails that are non-native to uh, North America. They don't have any uh, predators, and they've been found in two more Dane County trout streams. Token Creek in the Yahara uh, Lake Mendota watershed and Elvers Creek in the Blue Mounds watershed. And they were first found in Wisconsin in 2012 or thereabouts in Black Earth Creek. Uh, as I mentioned, they're invasive. Uh, so if you have a boat and a motor and a trailer, uh, you want to clear all the weeds off it. If you're in any body of water, it's the law anywhere in Wisconsin. Empty the bilge, empty your live wells and bait buckets in. And if you fish streams, carry a second pair of waders and boots if you plan to fish a second stream the same day. And they recommend, get this, after fishing, you freeze your gear for eight hours, you steam clean or wash it with 212 degree water, soak it in 120 degree water for 20 minutes, or 2% Vircon solution. That's a livestock antiviral disinfectant. They they're not messing around with this stuff. So check out the DNR website for more on New Zealand mud snails if you're interested. There you go. Our theme music is by Warren Nelson. You can hear more of his tunes at warrennelson.com. Well, Jeff, no tournament this weekend. Any big plans? Uh, we've got a Brewers game. We're going to a Brewers game. It'll be Roberts first. Oh, cool. Yes. Very good. Well, next weekend, I'll, next week, rather, I'll report on my fishing trip up north with John. Deer Fest is this weekend, folks. Uh, I won't be there, but if you have an interest in deer hunting, you should go and enjoy yourself. It's in West Bend at the Washington County Fairgrounds. It's a great three-day expo. I'm Dan Small here with Jeff Kelm. Get outside this weekend and join us again next week for Outdoors Radio. You've been listening to Outdoors Radio, your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Find more Outdoors Radio online at dansmalloutdoors.com. Brought to you by LakeLink. Your online fishing resource at lake-link.com. Go dry in the coffee can, honey.